Welcome to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Emily, and I'm here to teach spiritually curious women like you how to stop people-pleasing, how to gain massive self-worth and confidence, and how to reclaim your feminine power so that you can experience more love, more freedom, and more abundance in your life, and most importantly, how to live as your most worthy, authentic self. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best teachings, trainings, and wisdom so that you can take action towards creating your dream life and showing up as the worthy woman that you are. All right, welcome in. We are here with Melissa. Hmm. Melissa is a coach, a mentor. And she is all about creating worthy women in the world. And she is truly an embodiment of a worthy woman, worthy woman, excuse me. And I feel like you've been such a inspiration for me. Wow. <laughs> the divine, yeah. And the divine feminine. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm Melissa, Melissa, Emily, which Brandy told me a little a while ago she's like I don't know why I keep on wanting to call you Emily I'm like you can call me Emily <laughs> just don't call me Mel <laughs> is that your real name um Mel no, is just like the nickname. Yeah. yeah um because that's like what everyone in high school called me and I do not have good memories of high school so I'm like no <laughs> that's not me anyways introducing myself. Um, yes, I'm Melissa. I'm a feminine empowerment mentor for women and I am, I'm a sensitive, I'm empathic. I am on a journey of really like this word that keeps on coming through for me this year is being in devotion to how I'm being called to serve. I'm deeply rooted in service to others. And something that's like really characteristic about me saying that is that I have healed the habit of people pleasing. So like when I say I'm in service to others, it's not about sacrificing myself to serve others. It's not about discounting myself. It's not about putting myself aside necessarily. It's about like honoring myself and helping others honor themselves too. It's like the world that I envision. <laughs> it's like a huge vision that I have that I'm like so excited to carry out. And it is much needed here. And you truly are a representation of that. Um, and I think the people pleasing, oh, it's such a, it's a thick one in there, man. If it's, it's from childhood if it's it's it can be really sticky icky like mine was like perfectionism and people pleasing and that's even like oh god right to the root you know where it's like that is like a rooted thing that was totally lived in my world as a child you know and in so many women you know sit down look pretty don't say anything thank you for sharing i open up my podcast episodes with a date with joy it has been this beautiful integration process, um, for me, because there was always this guilt and shame around being happy. There was like, well, you don't have a reason to be happy. Why are you happy? You have no external factors to make you happy. 
right? And that's like the, the victim to the mind, to the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to ask people, what would you consider a date with joy, right? Like, what does that look and feel like for you? If you were going to be like, I need to just sit with joy and really embody this for myself today. What does that look like for you? Oh my gosh, this is such a good question. And I freaking love this because I also have been in the same boat where I'm like, how can I let myself feel joy when there's so many people suffering when I have suffered my entire life? It's not safe to feel happy. Mm, Chills. Right. Mm. Like the other shoe is going to drop. If I let myself surrender and be happy, then something bad's going to happen to fuck it all up. So I need to be on guard, Yep. protect myself and make sure that I don't get too happy because then I'll, I'll, I'll be unsafe and something right so i love this and i've really spent a lot of time and energy and just like loving reconditioning myself to feel safe to feel happy and so one of the the ways that i do this is through connecting with little melissa Hmm. little melissa she's seven years old she's a sassy little queen and she dances and she plays and she puts on whole productions of like you sing you dance you do this and let's put on a show for everyone (laughs) okay like that's little melissa and she's also so sensitive and she loves painting and drawing and imagining and dreaming up new worlds that never existed before and like touching flowers and touching like smashing up like fruits and berries in her hands and um so that's what I, what instantly comes to me right now when I think of a <sighs> date with joy and I love just like putting on a fun song and dancing. That's like instantly uplifts me and gets right. me in the vibration of joy. Yeah. And just like ecstatic dancing, like dancing, like a crazy person doing high kicks, doing head flips and all of that, <laughs> just like, and it's so amazing that you asked me this question too, because I've been really contemplating this recently, which is who I really am. So I'm, I'm a Gemini sun and Gemini moon. Ooh. I, I don't like, like my true essence is like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So like, I can be so lighthearted almost to a fault. It's like crazy. I feel so deeply everything but then at the same time my husband will like do something silly or like even hurt himself and i start laughing because <laughs> i like my like vibrate my true essence of my vibration is just to like laugh at everything mm. um so yeah when i'm like in that state of lightheartedness and laughing at everything and not taking anything seriously i'm like so lit up it's so fun yeah. Well, you're, you're free from the limitations of the thoughts and from the holy shit, the other shoe's going to drop. You're, you're in presence with joy you're in presence with truly who you are. Like I'm as soft as can be, but I'm also like, I don't give a fuck. And like, yeah. I also laugh at crazy stuff. And it's like, that's just who you are. And you get to fully embody that person when we fully embody joy without limitations. 100%. Yeah. I love that you shared that because nobody shared that with me before. I've never heard that kind of date with joy. And that's why I'm really excited to have all the guests on this year to really ask, what does it look like for you? Cause it's so different for so many people like me recently. It's just been like a lot of socializing, mm. but also like 
literally started dancing. I actually just videotaped me like doing some crazy dance. And I've been like, I'm a classic rock girl. So I'm like Aerosmith, like walk this way, like doing all this crazy shit, like tumbling my hair and like being crazy in my living room. And I'm like, oh, I totally love that. <laughs> like yes. letting the feminine be wild. Letting yes. her be wild and letting her not be judged or shamed for how she wants to move and how she wants to be. Oh. And that feels so good. It feels so, it's so liberating, right? Sometimes yeah. I'll literally like crawl on the floor like an animal and go like, <laughs> and stick out my tongue and just like do like really weird Shit. stuff yeah. that other people would judge. And I'm, when I do that, it allows me to not take myself so seriously and to stop judging myself. Yeah. Because once you start letting yourself unleash that wild part of you that just wants to break all the rules and do the crazy thing where everyone's going to look at you weird, you stop caring. You just yep. stop caring about what people think because you're like, I like myself. Yeah. And it's not about them. No, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not doing this shit for them anyways. Like, I don't like, why do I even care? You know? And I think one of the things I wrote the other day is, um, before when I would go out, I would care so much. Like if I was like with a boyfriend or on a date, I'd be like, oh, like calm, cool, collected. And I'm like, this year I want to be wild. Like I want to be big, bold and brave. Like I want to go out dancing and I want to fucking do what I do in my living room without zero fucks. And like, that's the essence that I want to live through me because I don't want to be the sit still look pretty. <laughs> oh my God. I love this so much for you. I imagine you as like a wild cat. Cause that's actually who I am. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. Something that I also have been really into in my work and just like my studies and I'm just genuinely desire to learn about this is studying the feminine archetypes. Ooh. And one of the feminine archetypes is the wild woman. Mm. And so I just love that you're tapping into this archetype this year for yourself. And you're like, how good can it get? How big and bold can I be? Yeah. And like, how can I fully own this part of me that yeah, wants for me for right? you? Yeah. For not for me. anyone else. Cause it's not about anyone else. No, nope. about you getting to know and discover your essence. And thank you for sharing that. I'm really interested to learn more about them. I think, um, in my journey to recently discovering like how much energy and essence I've given to relationships and to men. And I really committed after John and I broke up that this year is about me. This year is about discovering Brandy without a partner, without the people pleasing, without needing to um, nurture or care for other. It's just like nurturing and caring for myself. And that is such a big fucking step for me. And my hair, I'm letting it be wild. I'm letting it be natural. I'm scrunching it again. I'm like letting it just be what it is. Like I'm not straightening it every day. And like, you know, I'm really embodying these things through small little daily habits as well. And I think... Yeah. Just thank you. Cause I feel like your <laughs> essence and like, you just like, let me be me too. I love that. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm here like cheering you on in your corner. Like, yes, girl, go get it. Like <laughs> go scrunch that hair, you know? And it's really, it's so beautiful too, because it's also like an initiation into the, this feminine aspect of you that's been longing to be seen longing to be nurtured by you longing to be expressed so i want to just like break down really quick there's seven yeah different feminine archetypes that you can use and like lean on because they're imprinted into our collective consciousness mm. these different archetypes and truly i've heard this too there's like 
the woman with a thousand faces or whatever, like the feminine has no limit. Feminine is infinite. Like the feminine is multifaceted, multidimensional, can be sad one moment, happy the next, all of like all spectrums, but it's really beautiful to like study this. There's like seven archetypes. So there's the maiden, the mother, the wild woman, the wise woman, the huntress, lover, and the queen. Oof. Yeah. What's the huntress? I'm like really curious about that woman. Yeah. (laughs) The huntress is one of the most like masculine leaning of the feminine archetypes. She's the type that's, she's the, she's the woman. Like if you're listening to this and you identify with this, you can imagine yourself as if you're like on the front lines of a mission or a cause I'm here to go, go get it. And so she has her bow and arrow and she like shoots and aims. So that's like kind of very typical masculine energy, but like the huntress is this, I almost imagine like Katniss Evergreen from the hunger games, right? Um, she's powerful. She's strong. And so for every archetype as well, there's also like the wounded, Mm. the wounded, uh, huntress. And then like the healthy embodiment of the huntress or the repressed huntress. And so it's really about exploring, like, how do I show up in all these different aspects of my life? And like, what is this next step calling into calling me to now? And for you, it feels like the mother nurturing energy is like strong, but what were you going to say? Yeah. Thank you. I actually, um, think I did an archetype test one time and I got the maiden now that we're talking about it. And I was like, oh yeah, it resonates. But like, also I feel like the huntress like really resonates with me right now. Cause like, I'm like on this mission, but I think in the past, the wounded aspect has been like, do it all alone, yeah. do it, do it, do it, do it alone. And you have no support. And now it's like, what? I have so much support and I can totally do this mission and I'm fluffy and I like can go at it. And my, I'm, I'm there. I know what I want. Yeah. It's like, I know what I want and I'm going to like shoot it with my bow and arrow and target I love that. Yeah. Something else that's actually coming for me too. So there's a couple of things. First of all, we all have all of the seven archetypes within us. So like there may be a season of your life where you're just feeling called to develop and lean into more of the aspects of the huntress. So there's that piece. And then there's also for you, I'm seeing like the wild woman wants to come out Mm -hmm. and then the queen. So like, there's a difference between the huntress and the queen. The huntress is like, I have a mission. I'm going to go out and do it. Like, I'm going to go get my hands dirty. And the queen is like divine feminine. I have a team to support me in creating this mission. I don't have to do it all alone. Mm -hmm. I am divinely supported. I am being led by God and I am employing and like enrolling this team who is going to help me carry it out. Cause I know I can't do it alone. And I am so worthy and deserving of that support. Feels so good. I'm like, yeah, I that. same. Mm. That's like the, what I'm embodying this year is the queen. I was going to say, I was just going to ask, what are you? And that makes a ton of sense, like where you're stepping into. And, you know, I think directing this a little bit, um, I really, one thing we met over the summer at an event and immediately it was just that like heartfelt connection. We just knew that we knew that we knew. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was just effortless and it was very present and it was magical. But one thing that really stuck out to me was the glow. It's like this natural essence, the light 
that you embody, the light that you are without needing to try. It's just who you are. And it's such one, an inspiration, but also such an attraction, a magnet for Mm -hmm. women who want to step into that divine feminine women who are like, I'm ready to get outside of people pleasing. I'm ready to be worthy of everything that I've always dreamt because as women, we visualize like no others. And we have big dreams. Every woman on this earth has big dreams. Even if it's like the big dream to be a mom, and mother right. your five children. It doesn't matter. Like if it's a dream to go out and be a multimillionaire CEO of five different companies, neither are bigger than the other. It's just your big vision. And we all have it. And I think you're at chills. You're such a representation, like step into my space and let's see what we can create. Step into my space. Let's see how worthy you can become and feel. It's like the feeling of worthy. And yeah. I see your glow up on Instagram, right? Like I just met you over the summer. So I, I didn't see the past, maybe couple years for you, three, four, five years for you, but seeing that other version of you visually and energetically, I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. I'm like, that's amazing. How mm-hmm. night and day difference, Melissa, like night and day difference. Like, you know, I feel so much too. So I can feel the energy of that other woman and, and she's still you, right? Like, but this elevated version is such an authentic space. And I'm just curious about what that has looked and felt like for you and what your journey has been to where you are now. Yeah, I'd be happy to share. Thank you so much. First and foremost, that's such a beautiful reflection. And I really receive that. That's like, I know that that's happened, but it's really cool to be like, even with my husband, like, whoa, you look like a different person. Cause when I first moved to Denver, in 2016, I was that, that version of me that was really struggling. Um, and I thank God every day. And I even think Derek too, where I'm like, thank you for choosing me, even though I didn't really have my light back then. And, um, he's so special though. He's so sweat, sweet so and special. special. You guys are special. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. He's truly He's just like, I just love having him as my life partner, my soulmate. He's so amazing. Um, and every woman deserves to be with, if they want a life partner, like every woman deserves to meet and find and fall in love and have that love story with their love, with their life partner. But anyways, so, you know, it's interesting when you say you see the light in me and growing up, I remember in like middle school age, um, I was just being me. I was awkward and weird. Like the rest of us. <laughs> um, I thought I was like hot shit too. I was like, I'm cool. You're stupid <laughs> to like my little sister. Such middle school girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember my mom pointing out to me one day when back when printed photos on disposable cameras were a thing. Um, she was like, she was like, Melissa, come over here. And she had these, she was like going through photos. I don't know why, but she was like, Melissa, you glow. Like you are a bright light in all of these photos. Like you in a group setting, you alone, like you, you stand out because you have this brightness and this glow. And I'm so grateful that I have such an amazing mother that has nurtured my glow and been there to support me. And, um, along the way I lost that glow and it's a very similar story to you, Brandy, 
mm-hmm. where I was really struggling with my body, with my body image. And I truly feel like healing that, healing that, um, body image and nutrition. Like I had eating disorders. I had, I was undiagnosed anorexic. I would make myself throw up all the time. Um, I would just, I was just had a really unhealthy relationship with my body. And I thought that my body was a representation of my worth. And so I would try and force and control and manipulate it. Um, and that plus like depression and anxiety, like I had struggled with depression since I was probably a kid. Um, and Did I didn't you think that's ancestral. Do you think that was something that was ancestral for you? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just going to say, I'm, oh, I know, I know that the body and body image stuff was definitely an ancestral thing that I have healed. Like I have, I can stand with full integrity and say, I've healed my body image and it feels so fucking good. (laughs) And you can see it in my photos. Like if you go to my Instagram, you can feel it. So not even seeing it, I can feel it. Like it is so such a part of your story and your confidence because you have had the darkest battle with your body. Yeah. And now you're in divine love with your body and what a different energy and essence that is. And what a beautiful, um, thing to overcome at such a young age. Yeah. And it wasn't until, so I, I struggled with food, um, starting around 12 years old and then in my body. And it wasn't really until 2018 that I fully healed all of it. I was like, there's no going back there. I broke that cycle. How did you break that? How do you come to terms with that? Is such a, people live with that for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's a really hard one. And yeah, it was hard. It was really hard um, because I was struggling with it for so long that it got to the point where I was like, is this ever going to be healed? Like, when is this going to be over? I was just so stuck in it. It was, you know, 12 years old to 25, 26 years old. Wow. So it's a long time. Over a decade. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was more of like an integrative journey. So I went to holistic nutrition school, which was a big piece of the healing puzzle. I learned how to nourish my body. I learned about holistic health and how to self-care and how to take care of your body and, and how your health is not just in your body. Your health is in your relationships. Your health is in your home environment. Your health is in your money and your career and all of these different aspects of your life. Can I just stop you? Because people don't say that enough. Yeah. It's not only about your body. Health is about your environment. It's about your relationships, community, about your relationship with money. It's, I just have chills everywhere because people don't say that enough. And that just like totally struck me. I'm like, that is just magic. And that is truth. Yeah. It's so true. And same thing goes for prosperity too. Like it's all intertwined and right now, like I feel so rich in my relationships, in my, in my 
relationship with myself, my body, like I overflowing and yeah, like it's reflected like your health, your prosperity, your joy. And this is really what I help clients with is your relationship with you is reflected in everything else around you. Mm. And uh, it's really, really, really important to love yourself and to have that sturdy foundation of self-love. And can I ask you, because I think for me, I just want listeners to have like a full understanding because self-love to me or to somebody else might look, or we might perceive it in a different way. Self-love to me for a long time was like, um, keep healing, keep fixing, keep the perfectionist, keep being better and better and better. Keep every self-development book you can think of every fucking course. I have ran three different businesses and was in two different MLMs, just trying to find my worth and my self-love outside of me through my career, which is still a part of who I am, right? Like I am just an entrepreneur, but it's the fixing that I was fixated on. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's like this trap that I think a lot of people can, can get stuck in and I've totally been there. Yeah. Totally been there because that's why I was stuck for however long I was, was because I thought that something was wrong with me. Yes. And I needed to story. fix it. Yeah. The story of something's wrong with me. How do I fix this? Mine and- was like, I'm not good enough. How do I become good enough? How do I become yes. better? Mm. Yes. Yeah. That too. That's, that's another huge story for so many people. And it was for me as well. Like I'm not enough. So how do I become prettier, pop, more popular, more loved, more likable, more attractive. Yeah. But while I was doing that, I was making myself dim. Sick. I was sick. Yeah. I was like too skinny. And then I like healed a little bit and then I gained a ton of weight, not a ton, but more weight than I had ever carried before. And I was like, oh, I don't feel good. Anyways, this is a very like, no, there's so many layers to this, but, um, so to answer your question, how I healed my body image and my relationship with food once and for all was, was instead of focusing on how do I fix this problem? I shifted my focus to how do I feel good? Mm. I just want to feel good. Yes. (laughs) That's That's gold. (laughs) Yeah. The bridge to get there was from fixing to feeling good was massive amounts of self-acceptance. My, my experience of myself was like, I'm ugly and disgusting. I need to fix this. I hate this. Mm. I hate myself. I hate the way I look. I hate the way I feel. Instead of that, focusing on radical self-acceptance generous amounts of self-compassion, gentleness, like being so, so, so gentle with myself because in the past I would attack myself. I would say, you're not doing enough. You need to do another rep at the gym. How can you keep on hurting yourself at the gym? You look like shit, you ugly piece of shit, like work harder, push harder. You're so weak that you didn't restrict yourself and you self-sabotage how could you like this whole guilt and shame dialogue and the inner critic attacking yourself it's 
like people don't talk about this. No, thank you for open, like sharing so openly because women, we don't talk about the ugly, ugly thoughts. Like men definitely have it. And like, I think they maybe talk about it a little bit more than we do. I think there's so much, maybe not. I think there's probably as equally as much shame and guilt in it for both sexes. And I think like, for me, I can totally rec- like, totally, totally be on the same wavelength of that. Like the internal dialogue of like never being enough means that no matter what I did, it was never going to be enough. No matter what anybody else did, it was never going to be enough. And because there's always more and more and more and more and more, there's always something, 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 something to get to. And how fucking exhausting is that? It's so exhausting. Your life force energy just completely drains. And that's what you can see when you look at those before photos of me. Yeah. Is my light, my life force was being like drained. Focusing too, like from I'm not enough, like that's such a lack scarcity mentality. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not enough. I will never be enough. And like trying to get to this end result goal that you're like chasing something that's never going to happen. And it's like this addictive cycle, like it's super addicting. And so I, I really started focusing on the ways that I already was enough. Mm. And I started looking at the parts of me that I was like, I am enough. I actually really love my boobs. I really love my arms Mm -hmm. and, and like focusing that love back on myself. And then all the ways that I am enough in my, my essence, who I am as a person. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. And, you know, I'm reading the book, the secret right now, and it's all about the law of attraction. And, you know, of course I've read Gabby Bernstein books too. And she talks about like the feeling good. And that really helped me as well. Like, how can I just feel good? And how can I fully see myself for who I am? Because like, when your thoughts are on repeat, they'll run your entire being. And then your entire life will reflect that relationships, right? Like what you said, like literally everything will reflect it and we can stop those thoughts and really bridge that from like needing to problem solve and fix to just like, Oh, what can I do to feel good today? Right? Like how can I have a date with joy today and not feel guilty or shameful about it, but actually just do it and invite it in. Yeah. What are the habits that you have to be the most embodied, joyous, loving woman that you are? (laughs) What are those practices for you? And how do people start bridging this gap? You know, like what, what would you recommend to anybody looking to really embody more of who they are from um, a freedom standpoint? Definitely being in my body is a really, really non-negotiable big one. Dancing, has transformed me. Like ecstatic dance has truly empowered me in ways that I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Um, So that's a big one. And then also just like moving my body, like lifting. I've started lifting at the gym, which has been really empowering. And just being as consistent as I can with it. Even if it's doing a little stretch on my yoga mat at home, Mm-hmm. And just like really feeling and being in my body. I'll often I'll, I'll put my hands on my body, like acknowledging my body. I'm alive, like feel my heartbeat. I breathe a lot. Like I just like breathe throughout the day. That's a big one. That was a big one for me in my journey. Yeah. And these are all free things. 
you know, like people listening, you can, you don't need any money to do this. The technology of your body is so profound and so powerful and so magical. And once you start tapping into it, you'll see that light turn. Like you'll feel that light turn back on. Also feeling my emotions. I used to be in the habit of like expressing my emotions or suppressing my emotions. Like, no, you're not allowed to feel that. Mm. Don't cry in public and like kind of holding it all in, trying to hold it together to be perfect. Yeah. And really within the past couple of years, I've been allowing myself to fully feel my emotions. There was a day recently where I woke up and I took my dog out for a walk like I always do. And I got my lemon water like I always do. And my body was like, you need to release. And I just let myself sob and cry and wail and let it out. Mm -hmm. So like, for me, I see that as a habit of going to the bathroom. It's like cleaning and cleansing your system. Like your emotions, when you let them move through you, it's so purifying as you like move that stuck energy. So freeing. It's so liberating. Yeah. Cause after, if you, if you feel your emotions, not saying that there's like a right or a wrong way, but like, if you actually truly authentically feel your emotions through your body afterwards, you're like, oh my God, that felt so good just to cry. And what a difference it is instead of like picking up the phone and calling somebody versus actually just like being with them. Yeah. Because there is such a difference of picking up the phone and being like, I'm having a crap day. This is happening. This is happening. But instead of like doing that and feeding the fuel, like actually feel it. That is the mind. Yeah. You know? And I think feeling it has really helped me, you know, where like I have a practice of tapping or I have a practice of feeling and um, I have a healthy practice with anger as well, because I didn't know how to be angry. And then when I was, it was like a big outburst. So it's like understanding for me, like having a habit of a healthy relationship with anger. What does that look and feel like for me? How do I express anger when I feel anger? Cause I'm yeah. going to feel it has been really big. That's a huge thing that I think a lot of people who identify as people pleasers or who like get stuck in the habit of people pleasing mm -hmm. and especially women in general who feel like they have to be perfect all the time or dissociate from their bodies. Mm -hmm. They have so much rage that it's stuck in their body. And I've been processing so much rage, like ancestral rage. Yeah. Like so much rage, like white hot rage, how it has manifested in the past. I'll snap at people or I'll like try and control the situation. And it shows up. It's like a trauma response. It's like these little bursts of energy that want to come out when underneath it's like bubbling, bubbling, bubbling until it explodes. Yeah. So yeah, it's really, really healthy to have a practice of feeling your anger. Yeah. And I think, um, feeling anger for me, like <laughs> you sound like a fucking crazy person, but like, I've been sharing this more. Cause I'm like, whatever, like <laughs> whatever, I'm not having outbursts of people. I'm just dealing with it, yeah. it, feeling it. Um, I, when I was healing some things that were really hard from the past, I actually went in um, into meditation. And I visualized that scene happening, but instead of that scene actually happening, I was beating this person up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally was just like, ah, 
like in my meditation, like getting it out because in that moment I was so disempowered in that moment I was taken advantage of. And I was just like, fucking go into town. And then like, I woke, woke up and I was like, why did that feel so good? But also a little psychotic, but also <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm not judging it. Like this is my expression of like anger and that's okay. There's no right or wrong expression of it. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that you said that because it's like, it's like, it's quantum healing. When you yeah. go back to those moments, I, I did so much of this specifically around my sexual yeah, my sexual trauma that I've experienced. In the so that's what I was referring to was like yeah. a sexual abuse moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so cool. Cause like when you do it, you're like, is this made up? Is this just in my imagination? But when you actually like give that past self, what she needed in that moment and let her express and let her do what she needed to do to take back her power. Like I've, with the help of a healer, I specifically hired a healer last year to help me with this. My healer was a, a man and it was so fucking healing oh. <laughs> to have him say, now say what you wanted to say in that moment that you couldn't say to the perpetrator, to the person that was sexually shaming you, to the person that was calling you a slut. And he was like, no, say it louder, say it louder, say it louder until I was like screaming and I was letting that anger move through my body. I did that with a client. Yeah. It's so empowering. It was radical transformation for her. I was like, say every disgusting, terrible thing that you want to say to that person, because it is not right or wrong. And you get to go back and literally change the exact, I didn't know it was quantum healing though. So I love that there's like a label to it. And I just called it that. I've never heard anyone. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) wow, that makes it, but it hit like the quantum healing makes a ton of sense because like, even with the law of attraction, being able to like, if things didn't go your way in the day, then visualize them going in the way that you wanted them to go before you go to bed. And it's like rewriting that story. Right. Fucking crazy. I've never tried. I think I've maybe tried that in the past a couple of times, but I think I want to do that tonight. But now I I feel like today is going so amazing that I'm just like, why would I need to rewrite that? Um, I love that. Yeah. So, and it's like, when you're doing that, you're cause like time doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. you're going back to that moment and it's real it's It's happening it's so real well it's so real for the body too right so fucking real so to be able to really give that to the body and the mind and the heart and soul is like such a wow yeah yeah Yeah. I love that um another thing way that I also feel like I let out because I also have a lot of energy I have a lot of fire energy Um, and lifting at the gym has also been a really powerful way for me to have an outlet for anger Mm. and to kind of like move that fire that wants to move. Mm. Um, so that's another thing that I've been really aware of and like grateful that I have that as a tool. It's empowering. Thank you for sharing that. One of my friends shared that, you know, when the kids get home from school, they both go into their separate rooms and she lets them punch the pillows to get all of their energy out and let all of their frustration out. She goes, whatever frustrated you, whatever annoyed you, get it all out on the pillow. See you in five minutes. I, lo- I wish my, my mom did that. 
I needed that. I was stomping playstations. Like my family makes jokes because I was over there like stomping on playstations from losing. And then my stepdad just kept pulling out playstations. I'm like, don't you guys think you should ask what the fuck was wrong with me? <laughs> I was angry as shit at something. My knees weren't met. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on playstations. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if every household, every family was like, all right, let's have our little anger session now and get out your anger. I remember coming home from school, from elementary school, and I would pick on my little sister. I was so shy in school. Like I wouldn't really talk to people. I was just like prim and proper, like follow the rules, can't do anything wrong. And I would come home and take it out on my sister Mm. or thing. I've apologized to her so many times. <laughs> We're good now. But I would just like say nasty things and like make fun of her and just be that mean sister. And my mom and my sister were like, Melissa, what's wrong? And I'm like, I, 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 I don't have a way to like, let out my feelings. Like I need to be, my anger yeah. needs to be seen mm-hmm. and it needs to be released. So it's crazy that I had that awareness when I was that young. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I think it's such a habit, you know, not only with anger, but with sadness, with grief, with happiness, with joy, we, you know, just having a habit to really feeling those things and expressing those things. What other habits do you think um, are really important when you are embodying being a worthy woman? So I always say this about worth. You are already worthy. Mm. You don't become worthy. You don't get worthy. That's where we get tripped up as women is like, I'm not enough. So I need to be and do more to feel worthy, to be a worthy person. I need to do X, Y, Z at my job. I need to people please to feel loved. I need to eat better and work out more so I can look good so that I can be worthy. It's like, it's not a destination. You are already worthy. So it's just choosing that, saying it and deciding it every single day. Every Every moment, every moment is a decision. As humans, we make thousands, millions, maybe of micro decisions every single day. And every moment is an opportunity to choose to remember your worth. Mm -hmm. So whether that's when you're in conversation with someone and you start to say, Oh no, but I'm like so scatterbrained, blah, 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 blah. No, you get to choose to be worth. You get to choose to be in your worth. Replace that with something more empowering. Something more. It's the empowerment behind it. It's like not, um, I think words are such a huge thing. And when you come into my home, I just have sayings and sticky notes and words everywhere. Because to me, I intuitively know how important language and words are. And our words truly manifest out into the world and manifest our internal stuff. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that, you know, recently I've been saying I'm satisfied instead of, I want chocolate. I'm satisfied. Mm. I always want chocolate. That's what I say. I I want chocolate. I want sweets right after, right after dinner. I'm like, nope, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Yeah. Really nice. It feels really grounding. It feels like truth. Like, it's like, oh, like that's truth. The mind and the program say like, I need chocolate or I need sweets, but really my body's like, I'm satisfied. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we are casting spells with what we are saying specific, like, especially about ourselves. Like when we talk about ourselves, it's really important to, to be so intentional and so clear about how you are describing yourself, how you're talking about yourself. 
Yeah. Like not identifying with patterns, just noticing them. I have chills. I, I truly think, um, we forget the power, like you said, like the power of our thoughts and our words and, um, you know, reading that book that I'm reading right now really talks about the frequency that you start to get on. And then you start attracting all these things. Like if you're like, Oh my God, I hate my body. Then you're going to probably gain weight, or you're probably going to feel worse about yourself. You're probably going to start dressing worse. You're probably going to like binge eat on the couch more often because you are just like allowing that frequency and that thought to run entirely on those decisions that you're making. Yeah. Unintentionally. Yeah. It's like on autopilot. Yeah. So so many people don't even realize it's so unconscious that they're doing it. And then they're like, why do, why do I feel stuck? Why do I feel like shit? Yeah. And it's like those running thoughts and the words that you're saying, you know, like when you're with your friends or your family, what would you say is a great intention to have, if you are looking to incorporate some of these habits, or you're looking to really grow in self-worth and empower yourself in feminine essence and liberation and all the good things. I really think it all comes back to what we were talking about earlier about intending to feel good. Mm. That was the biggest shift for me, feeling good and accepting myself exactly as I am now. I love that you gave that example just now of if you say, I hate my body, then you're going to go out and take action to make that as your reality. And so for me, I was doing the same exact thing. I would say, I hate my body and I was working out and eating healthy food and doing all the things and, you know, getting coaching and, and training and understanding all these things. But with the intention of, I hate my body and I want to fix myself because I don't like the way that I look right now. And I was wondering. This got hit so energetically, Melissa. Ah. <laughs> I hit you so hard. <laughs> Brandy's like, like touching Whoa. her head right now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why do I, why do I look like shit? Even though I'm doing all the things that people are telling me to do to get into shape. It's because my intention was I, I do not accept myself as I am right now. And therefore I need to fix myself because I'm not enough. I just have full body chill. It's like having a whole fucking download right now. Like, what is happening? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Like it could be applied to anything. If you say, I want a boyfriend, I want a boyfriend, I want a boyfriend. I just want to meet my person. I just want to find him. But your intention is I'm not enough without my boyfriend. And so when I get him, then I'll feel enough. Mm, And that was my story for so long. Yeah. Same. My story was like going through those cycles of like, I'm not enough. So I need external validation to tell me I'm enough. And the void is like the affection and the validation. So it was like really feeding that in my twenties and I'm still in my twenties, but like still that now is just that. I have a question. What, like this can seem so simple, like just choose, you know, get into new habits, but like, what happens if like, we have somebody who is like, I stop before I start and that's the pattern. Are there any like tools or skills or resources that you would recommend to somebody like that? Like, what do you do when you have such a severe case of fear or 
maybe body dysmorphia or anything around those things? Like what are your recommendations? Yeah. So what I'm hearing is like self-sabotage. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I want this so bad, but I'm like sabotaging myself and I'm like, maybe I'm taking actions towards the things that I want, but my intentions are from a place of fear and self-judgment, non-acceptance. So my best tip, like my best advice, because I've been there multiple times in all areas of my life, like even in friendships, is to point that energy back towards yourself. Mm -hmm. And can you accept yourself exactly as you are right now? Like, can you be okay with where you're at? Like love and accept yourself. And it doesn't mean that you're never like, it doesn't mean that you're settling. It doesn't mean that you're surrendering and you're, you're just taking the back seat to your life. It's actually a very active intention to accept that this is where you're at right now. Like, accept that, yes, I have been doing these cycles of self-sabotage and I've been really afraid to get what I want or afraid that it's not going to happen. Can I still love myself and like myself in this moment? And can I forgive myself for maybe being out of alignment or for being in such this space that I've been self-sabotaging and not living in my truth because fuck, I think forgiveness for ourselves is so big. And like, I don't know, that just came through for that. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I think that's so important because I think a lot of us in this like self-growth, self-development space can kind of like look at our past self and throw shade on her and be like, she was so like struggling and like, uh, you know, like Mm -hmm. she got you to where you are today. Yeah. And growing your awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So can you have compassion and gratitude? Like, thank you for, you know, thank you for trying, but like, we're going to, we're going to do it a different way now. And I love you. And like Mm. loving that little, that younger self or even yourself yesterday that, you know, sat down with a bag of chips and binged and whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. You know, what really helped me was actually, um, you know, the, the mother wound is so big for everybody. It's just a thing. But when I really started having a relationship with my mom is when I started having crazy big spiritual awakenings. And when I started like healing so much of the generational stuff is really when, um, I felt like big profound moments of like, oh, I'm deserving because my mom loves me right? Like, oh, I'm deserving because like I'm building, you know, like our mother is such a nurturing foundational piece of our life. And I think for me, like building that with my mom really gave me almost permission to look inward and say, you're safe. It's okay. Even though maybe you weren't safe your entire life, you know, like it's kind of interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you brought that up. I think it's so, there's so many like multi levels and layers of that. Cause like we can also mother ourselves and nurture ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can tap into the mother, healthy mother archetype, and we can also heal and develop a stronger, more healthy relationship with our own mothers or the women who raised us. And like, it's, 
it's so healing. Like it's such a beautiful journey. It could be even with your father too. Like now that I feel his love or like I like there's healing happening with that relationship, whether it's actually you're having that those conversations with him in real life or her in real life, or you're doing quantum healings on yourself and going back in time and healing the little one that feel safe doing all of that healing stuff or like providing that like safety validating that you're worthy of of being loved yeah which feels so good and I got chills I have a question so if I were like just starting off or maybe just anywhere in my journey where I'm like I just got to this level doesn't really matter where I'm at, but I want to really embody more of worth, embody more of that empowered feminine. Cause you're such a divine feminine essence. Like you're just the embodiment of that. And I'm really curious around like what intention should we have as women? If that's something that we want to embody, like how do we welcome that really into our life? Um, no matter where we're at, there's a lot of deconditioning that, that, humanity is still in the process of doing old Mm -hmm. programming and patterns and identities that actually aren't really you. And so the biggest thing that I would say, get to know yourself Mm. and remember your essence because your essence is your worth. When you can see clearly who you really are beyond all of the labels, the stories, the patterns, the diagnoses, all of those things, and remember underneath all of those layers is this soul (laughs) who is infinitely worthy and is here to play and enjoy her life and have fun. That's that's your direct connection to your Mm self-worth. It actually has nothing to do with anything outside of you. I always say that Your self-worth is a remembering of your essence of who you really are. And then when you remember your essence of who you really are and you fill yourself up with this, like see yourself, know yourself, understand yourself, honor yourself, respect yourself, then everything in your life will become a direct reflection of you seeing yourself. Uh, Thank you for sharing like so many chills. I feel like downloads <laughs> are just like happening. I'm like, what is happening? I love that. I just feel like it's such an expanded view versus the limited views, like the labels and the stories and all those things have really helped me so much in my journey to just on fucking plug, like let it go. Like, you know, being such a self-development person, like I just went hard and like fixing myself and coming out of that and just being like, cool, like I'm whole no matter what. And I'm going to continuously get to know myself because I'm not going to be the same person for the rest of my life, you know? And I think like, it's almost like embodying like the uncomfortability of the next layers of who you are becoming and becoming and becoming. And it's like, that's so fun. It's like, I get so hyped out because I'm so curious. I'm like, what are we all going to like expand and grow into, you know, like what more of our essence is going to be seen and heard in the world. Like, you know, I think, um, the consciousness is truly growing and and we all want to come deeper into like the unity consciousness as yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I've been thinking a lot too. Like Um, We've talked about this before, but I love the gene keys. It's one of my favorite bodies of work that I've been studying for a couple of years now. That's just like, just blows my mind. I, I have the book and I 
most nights I will open up the book like an oracle. Like I'll just open mm-hmm. it up and read whatever key comes through. And that's like the main theme of that Gene Keys book is that we are, as a collective, we're transcending from this shadow consciousness. So every key, for every key in the Gene Keys, there's a shadow, a gift, and then a city, which is the highest expression of that Gene Key. And right now we're in this like shadow consciousness where everything is separate from ourselves. Um, We're in competition, we're comparing each other, we're fighting for survival. Everything is a threat. Like that's like where we've been as humanity. And then what I'm hearing from you is like, we're stepping into that unity consciousness where we're looking at what are the gifts that we can collect from understanding our shadows and realizing Mm -hmm. like there is a better way. And then from Mm -hmm. there, the like highest expression is this unity consciousness where we realize that everyone is connected. Everything is connected. It's all just energy that wants to like move through us and explore and play and like expand and go to the next level and the next level and the next level. Like our essence remains the same, but we came, I think we came into this, this lifetime to grow and evolve Mm -hmm. as a soul. Mm -hmm. For sure. I always um, made this joke when I first had my spiritual awakening of like, earth is a baby planet and we're trying to figure it the fuck out. That's (laughs) why we keep doing all these experiments. with different civilizations and (laughs) we're just trying to figure out how can we grow our consciousness in such a limited form yeah (laughs) that's like my view on it (laughs) i love this perspective that i've been like diving into recently which is that our planet has experienced so many of what we're going like many um iterations of what we're experiencing right now and there are forces that be that are keeping us small and stuck and disconnected from our power and the technology of our body. Mm. Like our body is fucking powerful. Like mm. we as a humanity, we are so powerful, but there are like the matrix that we are subscribing to that we're giving our power to. We're breaking free of that. Like that's all crumbling down. And it's like this illusion that's all crumbling so that we can rise up and remember that we are actually fucking powerful and that like life gets to be so good. (laughs) Thank you for sharing so openly. I could have discussions about this all day long. I can go so deep into the deep, into the deep. (laughs) What are your magics and your gifts? And is there anything that you're stepping into that you would like to share with anybody? Um, Any words of wisdom that you would like to share how people can work with me is you can reach out to me on instagram at i am melissa emily and i'm taking one-on-one clients at the moment so if you want to deep dive into your journey of transformation of reclaiming your feminine power embodying your innate worth deep diving into this coming back home to your true essence and loving the fuck out of yourself then that's what we do together and just like exploring what it's like to play in your feminine essence and and just discovering who you are. It's such a beautiful journey. So I am taking limited spots for one-on-one clients this year. 
And Worthy Woman Blueprint is my signature four-month program. That's where you receive the education, the accountability, the support to really learn from a trauma-informed approach how to reclaim your feminine power and live as the worthy woman that you are. I'm like such an education junkie nerd. Like I've taken so many programs. Yeah, courses and read so many books and had so many coaches in my life, which I'm like so grateful for. So my entire experience and like everything that I've learned, I've distilled into that program that's set up to guide you step-by-step through the process of embodying your worth. So that's going to be launching soon. I also had a download in the shower today. Like I always, I have so many downloads in the shower. I've been sitting on this course or this like program for a long time. And it's actually a module inside of Worthy Woman Blueprint on healing the habit of people pleasing and becoming a queen of boundaries. That's like a beautiful little bonus added like dimension for sure. Yeah. I just feel like it's something that the world needs right now. And so I've been thinking about doing like a free training on that and definitely doing like a mini course for women who want to just like heal that and step into their power, like in a really accessible way. Mm, I love that. So I'd like to ask if anybody is looking, thank you for sharing. I will drop everything down below in the show notes, um, for people to definitely click. And if you guys don't follow her on social media, highly recommend, (laughs) (laughs) um, I love your Instagram. I love your fun, your playfulness, your essence. I'm like, "Mm, it's so fun. So definitely highly recommend that. And before we close it out, I want to ask if anybody's looking to create radical change in their world at this time, what are your words of wisdom? Ooh, yes. (laughs) First of all, clear out the old shit. Yes. It has to go. That boyfriend, the job, the closet, you know, a habit that you're like, I just need to stop doing this. Like I literally just stopped smoking weed. I stopped using cannabis two weeks ago and I'm radically changed and transformed. (laughs) Mm. So like make space for the new, true, authentic essence of you because she wants to come out and play. But the more that you're holding on to all of the shit that's weighing you down and blocking you from that, the harder it's going to be. So Mm. it takes courage and it also takes a lot of self-awareness to look at all the parts of your life that are just like hell no. And then taking action to let go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm here for you for that transformation as well. Yeah. I love that so much. It's um, transformational when we do that for sure. So yeah. Well, thank you, Melissa, so much for coming on and being such a beautiful, magical soul in this world and providing space and expansion and embodiment for the women, um, because we are truly changing generations, um, by doing this work. So thank you so much. (laughs) So great chatting with you. Bye guys. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode 
And if you haven't already, go to iTunes or Spotify and hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode when it's released. And if you found this episode super valuable and think that other women like you would benefit from it, go over to iTunes and leave a rating and review so that people can find this podcast. And if we haven't met yet, I would love to meet you. Go over to my Instagram or TikTok at I am Melissa Emily and say hello. You can also head over to my website, theworthywoman.co, if you're interested in learning more about all of my offerings and juiciness that I've been creating for you so that you can reclaim your feminine power and gain massive self-worth in your life. Don't forget you are worthy because you are. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.